Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. watch haunted honeymoon i did how's my audio <laughs> your audio is good okay so did you like it you know oh no i think by today's standards with like jokes per minute it was kind of slow mm-hmm. but i don't think it was supposed to be necessarily a jokes per minute type movie so no. much as it was supposed to be sort of a spoof of a certain type of yeah, it's like a horror comedy, like spoof of, yeah. like a, mm, like thriller. Yeah, yeah. It was very sweet. It's unfortunately the last movie that Gilda Radner made. Yeah. It sounds like it was maybe a rough time on set. She suffered a miscarriage during yes she the did. making of it. It's the last time Gene Wilder directed a movie. And it ended up being a huge flop, too. Which is really sad because I love it. Yeah. And have loved it. And this was my introduction. This is one of those movies that I don't know if this came first or Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, As far as my introduction to Gene Wilder. Mm -hmm. I think it was this, but I'm not sure. Well, Willy Wonka came out a good 13 years before but this movie also came out when you were two yes so that's why i think that it might have been what i saw first Mm -hmm. because it was more current right i don't know either way like charlie and the chocolate factory and this is how i knew gene wilder when i was very young for me it's (laughs) blazing saddles and frisco kid (laughs) well you had me watch frisco kid and i liked it a lot i loved it I'm Um, a big Gene Wilder fan, which surprised me that I had not seen this before. Me too. I asked you, I'm like, have you seen this? You were like, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. This was a movie that didn't scare me as a kid, even though there's arguably some pretty scary stuff that happens. There's a dead body. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How old do you think you were when you first saw this? Four or five. Okay. Yeah. Pretty little. But I think my parents were like, eh, you know, it's harmless. And besides, in the end, you know, is the reveal that it's just part of another radio show. It's not. Yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? <out of> the <laughs> gate. That was not a twist. Oh, well, it wasn't. <laughs> 
this was um, also my introduction to Dom DeLuise mm-hmm. and Jonathan Price. So I always think of him as the bad guy anytime. Like when he popped up on Game of Thrones, I'm like, he's going to be a bad guy. I already know. And, and he kind of was. It's kind of neat, too, that Peter Vaughn, who plays Francis Abbott Sr., was also in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Isn't he like the eldest? Like he's the. Oh, he's, he's the blind. Um, yeah, the Maester Amon. Yeah. But yeah, I remember him from Game yeah. of Thrones. He hasn't aged a day <laughs> since either role. <laughs> I first know Jonathan Price, I think, probably from Brazil. And a bunch of the actors from this are also in Brazil. Mm-hmm. I really like Brian Pringle, who plays the butler in this. Yes. I thought he was absolutely hilarious. And He's so funny in this. Yeah. like I love it when these classically trained, trained sh- actors, Shakespearean yeah. actors end up doing something completely silly. He was, I remember, you know, as a kid, like, initially, you think he's scary. But then you realize, like, oh, no, he's just, like, a drunk guy. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite scenes is the one between him and Anne Way, where he comes upstairs and he's like, I saw a werewolf. And she's like, you're drunk. <laughs> and she's, like, uh, she's like hanging off of his arm, getting it away, <laughs> trying to get the drink away from him. And he's like, it's mine. <laughs> it's mine. And then she takes it and walks off screen and he just takes another one out of his coat and starts drinking it. It's funny online. There's a picture of Anne Way from uh, 1969 in the movie, The Prime of Miss Jean Brody. Mm-hmm. And she looks exactly the same. Oh, that's hilarious. They also put these insane eyebrows on him. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> make it look like. He just has a bald spot just above his forehead, and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. his, there's, like, probably at some point there was no distinction between eyebrow and hair. Right. <laughs> it was, it's amazing. Paul L. Smith, who plays Dr. Paul Abbott, mm-hmm. I actually had an action figure of him, because he is in Dune. Aww. Like, he and Sting are kind of, like, partners in Dune. And they had action figures for both of them. Oh, so. that's cool. Yeah. I remember him also from Popeye because he was Bluto yes. in Popeye. Yep. But that's the only other thing I remember him from. Two connections to Star Wars in this one. William Hootkins mm-hmm. that I pointed out last night. Yes. Uh, Porkins from an earlier episode of mm-hmm. the from the Flash Gordon episode of this. Oh, um, yeah. Is also in this playing a reporter. And the announcer, uh, Christopher Monk, is the Imperial officer who, when they get the Millennium Falcon aboard the Death Star, Mm -hmm. reports to Darth Vader. Oh. You know, seeing the ship logs and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I guess really quick, basically, Gene Wilder and Gilda Radner are famous radio stars in New York. They're getting married, so they go to his family home for the wedding, and the family is all there, and you find out that he has some kind of weird tick that sends him into, like, some kind of hysteria hysteria um, that is starting to interfere with work and whatnot. It's later revealed that his mother was killed by a bolt of lightning on her wedding day, and he watched it, which is super effed, and also... 
um, made me super scared that my mom was going to get struck by lightning and die my entire childhood. <laughs> <laughs> like, I legit would have nightmares that my mom was would walk out of the house in a rainstorm and get struck by lightning in our driveway, and I would be hysterical. Aww. Yeah. She's, you know, she never got struck by lightning, guys. She's she's still with us. Yes. Um, mostly. Mostly. <laughs> exactly. Oh. She's as with us as she can be. Yeah. Yeah. As the plot unfolds, you find out that his aunt, who basically raised him, Aunt Kate, played by Dom DeLuise, is the closest to Larry. She's afraid that someone in the family is trying to kill her to get their inheritance. Dom DeLuise, as Aunt Kate, changes her will the night before um, to say that if, if she dies, only Larry is getting money. But if she dies and then Larry dies or if Larry dies and then she dies or whatever it'll go back to as it was where mm -hmm. it'll be distributed evenly right so everyone would have a motive every exactly so everyone has a motive to want to kill Aunt Kate and Larry and um cousin Francis I believe it is is the one who is the dead body <laughs> <laughs> poor guy like he's he's basically a dead body the entire movie mm -hmm. and um the joke is that he is accidentally killed because they think whoever's trying to kill aunt kate um accidentally kills cousin francis because he likes to wear dresses yeah which more power to him but he's just kind of um like there's a scene where he's in like a wood pile in the basement Mm -hmm. And so they have, like, the logs nest to his face or whatever to make it seem like he's been covered with them. But his tongue is out and, like, to the side. Yeah. <laughs> like, just in a really stupid, comical way. Additionally, on top of all of that craziness that's happening, Larry's uncle is trying to scare him to death in order to help cure his hysteria. Yes. So everything that's happening that's kind of spooky or seems supernatural, you kind of know already that it's fake, but the murder plot on top makes you wonder, well, is this part of it fake? I don't, you know, you're not sure. Yeah, there's some weird things like the uh, Quasimodo guy, like, mask, yeah, like where he walk, like Larry's laying in bed. And a man walks down the, the wall. wall behind yeah. him and then bends over and, like, looks at him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're fake. You're not. You're just a figment of my imagination. But then he reaches out and touches him and is like, it's a real person. Yeah. But I noticed that as he's walking back up the wall, you hear the sound of suction cups. Oh, really? So okay. I'm wondering if that was, like, put in as a clue that that was not real. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Because then they also reveal the mask later. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's the first time I ever noticed that, is that there's, like, suction cup sounds as he's walking back up the wall. I thought this was kind of cool, speaking of a special effects scene. To keep production costs down, Gene Wilder shot as much of the special effects as possible in camera. Oh, really? So that was probably... I think it was just split because he lays there, he, he lays there screaming while it walks back up. Mm. So I think that after it's off, like it, it disappears from screen, it cuts back to him and then he gets out of bed. So I think it was a, like a, just a trick photography thing that they did. This movie 
I told you, I think I told you this last night, is probably 80% of the reason I'm kind of a spooky person. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I drove my parents crazy watching this over and over and over again as a kid. You already know that I'm kind of that kind of person that I will watch, watch things. the same thing over and over and over and over yes, again. Yes, and drive everyone around Which me insane. really prepared you for motherhood. Oh, yes. Because how many times have we watched Lilo and Stitch? Oh, my God. Well, it's his favorite movie. Mm-hmm. So when he gets upset, I'm like, here, you're fine now. I prefer the term evil genius. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my God. Like, I know. I, I already know. <laughs> like, sometimes I just... If he's watching it and I'm doing something in the kitchen or, you know, like in one of the other rooms on this floor, I find myself like saying the lines along Mm -hmm. (laughs) like to myself, like I'm singing a song I already know. Well, speaking of you watching movies over and over and over and over again, (laughs) when we first started dating, because you like to fall asleep to television. Mm hmm. You were watching The Shining. I was. Over and over and over and over again. Yes. You were getting lulled to sleep. By The by Shining. The sweet sounds of Jack Nicholson going madder. I know. Well, I would do I would do it with that, or I'd do it with, like, Shaun of the Dead, and I would just turn it on, and I would turn on the audio so that it was, like, just a little too quiet, so it was just, like, mumbling. And I think it's like just like an ASMR thing where I just like like yeah, sound. I would do that with Star Wars movies with the George Lucas commentary. Yeah. Because George Lucas is very monotone and I found it very easy to fall asleep to the monotone sounds of George of Lucas. Of George Lucas, voice. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yes, I'm sure, like, I'm surprised that didn't terrify you because I was, oh, I almost didn't tell you because you were having trouble sleeping. And I'm like, oh, you know what I do is I just like watch a movie that I've seen a million times or I, you know, throw on a, a movie with the commentary on and I just turn the volume down a little bit. And you're like, what do you watch? I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm like, well, I watch like Shaun of the Dead, like with the commentary on. Or, and you're like, what are you watching right now? I'm like, uh, The Shining. <laughs> Your eyes got really wide. And I'm like, it's just because I've seen it so many times. I- I'm asleep by the time anything weird happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it, because I had very bad insomnia for the first year that we were dating. Mm-hmm. And it does help me to, if I have something on where I know the visuals so well. Yeah, that you I don't. I can just kind of listen to the audio. And my mind is kind of doing the visuals. So it's not thinking about the million things that were keeping me awake. Yes. Because I also had insomnia very badly. And I would be up all night long. And um, I think at the time I was working as a lifeguard still. So you kind of need to be awake for that job. And so I, I, I was like, I need to find a way to get some sleep and not be so tired all the time. And uh, that was one of the things that I found that worked that wasn't medication. This has been Sleep Tips with Mike <laughs> and Allison. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this was fun. It was completely unlike what I had expected it to be. I knew nothing about it mm-hmm. other than that it was a Gene Wilder, Gilda Radner movie. Mm-hmm. Did you know that she was married to G.E. Smith, the band leader of 
Saturday Night Live when she met Gene Wilder? I did not know that. Do you remember which one? G- I G. know. Smith, yeah. The, yeah. The G.E. Smith. Hair, and, ponytail yep. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They always introduced it as G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live yeah. band. Yeah. Yep. With T-Bone Wolk on bass. Yep. Um, no, I did not know that. How long were they married? Um, I don't know. Not not terribly long, I don't think. Because I remember one of the big scandals about SNL is that everybody was in love with Gilda Radner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, at, like uh, Chevy Chase was in love with her, and Bill Murray was in love with her, and I think that was added to the big rift between the two of them. I mean, they had a lot of reasons to not get along, but that added to it. Do you know what's kind of funny? Lorraine Newman is doing a lot of interviews right now because she has a new audiobook about her life out. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about backhanded compliments. And one of the reviews for her book was a surprisingly interesting book from the most uninteresting SNL cast member. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so she was married to G.E. Smith from 1980 to 1982 and then she got married to Gene Wilder in 1984 until her death in 1989. Yeah. It's weird that this was her last movie and she still hung on for five years. Well, I think she was very sick. And I think she was also going through a lot because, you know, she and Gene Wilder were trying to have a baby and obviously she had a miscarriage. And I think the fact that this was a flop really uh, probably took a lot of wind out of their sails, too, as they were dealing with a lot of other hardships and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it was quite devastating. We don't really promote stuff for real on the podcast, but... I do want to give a little plug to Laugh Fest Grand Rapids, Mm -hmm. which is a wonderful comedy festival that supports Gilda's House, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is for women battling cancer. Mm -hmm. And last year, Laugh Fest was cut short because of the pandemic. The pandemic. And then this year, it was largely an online event. But. There is a lot of really good Laugh Fest merchandise. I'm sure if you just Google or, uh, you know, I'll I'll put a link in the show notes. There's a really cool Gilda Radner t-shirt that I actually bought because I like to support the festival. Whenever I perform there, I always tell Jameson and Joanne who put together the festival not to pay me just to put whatever they would pay me back into Gilda's house. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was my way of supporting uh, a really good charity this year. So yeah, even if you don't want the t-shirt or whatever, just go online and Google Gilda's house and send them some support. You know, there are a lot of really important issues right now black lives matter still very important Mm -hmm. there's so many charities defending against violence towards asians right now because the last president was a piece of shit and and you know put that you know in people's heads that it's somehow beating up an elderly asian will stop COVID or something which yeah. is fucking asinine which but, you know what though I will say this they set up a GoFundMe for her it made over $900,000 and she took what she needed for her medical costs and donated, and the, donated rest the rest to the community to the community yeah. which 
I cried a little bit when I read that. I might have been emotional at the time, but. So I know that there are a number of really good, important charities needing money right now. But, you know, Gilda's House is definitely another one of them that Mm -hmm. I support and have been supporting since I first became aware of them. Yeah. Gilda Radner is from Michigan. Yes. For those who might be wondering. From Royal Oak, I believe. Uh, Yes. She was born in Detroit, um, but was raised in Royal Oak. And um, obviously, she ended up moving to Los Angeles. Well, New York, then Los Angeles. Um, But she went to the U of M. So Neat. Yeah, she's uh, pretty great. She was incredibly smart, obviously, and so funny and... It, I always wonder, like, especially when you see her in a movie like this, where in the very beginning of it, it it's where you kind of see Larry kind of have an episode of hysteria, mm-hmm. like, like kind of starting. So someone asks him a question because they're like, oh, yeah, we're getting married, blah, blah, blah. And someone says, Larry, you know, what'd you do when she, you know, how'd you feel when she said yes or something like that? And he's like, well, you know how it felt when she said yes? And then he kind of trails off and he's struggling to answer. And you can see her face like go from like, oh, like he's it's happening. It's happening. Let me step in and fix it. And then she turns and she just snaps right back into it. And she's like, he got a double bed and a new a new oven, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, documentary that's on, Hill, on uh, Hulu right now called Love Gilda. Mm-hmm. or love gilda love yes. comma gilda that i watched and it is very touching it's um you have different f- female comedians like maya rudolph and amy poehler mm-hmm. reading excerpts from her diary and it's uh really touching it's really good yeah it's a tearjerker <sighs> yeah well her you know everything about her i think she was so loved and so great and the fact that we don't get to see what could have been is yeah. is so sad. This is a hilarious episode. I know. This really... <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We can probably edit a lot of this out. One of the things that I really like about this, like, in rewatching it also, is I'm like, man, like, Gene Wilder could do very serious and very funny. And so could Gilda Radner. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Price shows up to the mansion... With his new girlfriend, who is a former girlfriend of Larry, Gene Wilder's character, mm-hmm. and who's clearly still in love with him. And so, like, she would, like, run into him in the hallway and try to kiss him. And he's like, get out of here, you know. She didn't seem that pushy towards her, though. Yeah, he, he was like. kind of seemed like, oh, I guess I'll enjoy this for a minute. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I'm getting married, you know. Uh, I like how Gilda radner as vicky pearl picked up on that immediately like she sees the lipstick on his cheeks and stuff and she's like why are you covered in lipstick and he's like oh it was rachel and me she's like oh okay i I guess and they get downstairs and i think it's sylvia has the lipstick on and she's like hmm that's an interesting shade of lipstick (laughs) keep it to yourself like (laughs) yeah and then when she tries to sneak out of her room later to like go to his room she turns around and gilda's just standing right there like go back to your room yeah those were some of my favorite scenes those were fun i think the movie was fine 
I think I'm giving it a lot of bonus <laughs> points because I know how attached you are to it. Yeah. I'll definitely rewatch it again. Well, it's you bought of, it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought it for you. Yes. I really like radio play stuff. And yeah. So I was excited that that was the story mechanic for the whole mm-hmm. show. Yeah. I, I think because I, <laughs> I am currently feeling physically unwell right now because mm-hmm. I threw out my back. I think if I saw this when I was in a better frame of mind, yeah. I would definitely enjoy it more the only bonus features on the (laughs) blu-ray are trailers for other gene wilder movies and for haunted honeymoon as well yeah haunted honeymoon and then two other movies smarter brother and love stinks sherlock holmes smarter brother is a movie that my brother and i both loved as kids but i do have to say more in that trailer made me laugh than in all of haunted honeymoon i understand it's not like a super super comedy like it's more of a thriller spoof it's not joke after joke packed in don't expect blazing saddles no yeah maybe (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's not a joke machine it's not one of the things that i found so funny was dom deloise and it's just anytime he spoke because he's like oh oh larry oh (laughs) he would do that a lot I have gone on the record as being a very big Dom DeLuise fan. I know. Like, I would even close on a joke about Dom DeLuise in my act. That was my anti-alternative comedy bit. Ah. I really didn't like him in this. You didn't? No. Um, I'm so sorry. I really, I thought he was delightful, of course. Yeah. I feel like you really didn't enjoy this and you're just being nice. I enjoyed it a little bit. Okay. And hate it. Okay. Rewatching it, I was like, I love this movie still. Like, and it could just be because I watched it growing up and it just feels so good to watch it again. Because I haven't been able to watch it in years and years because I only had it on video cassette. Sounds like you have a really awesome, considerate husband. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. It's you. I couldn't find it for a long time. And then, you know, it's just one of those movies where I'm like, oh, man, you know, like it was always like kind of more expensive. So yeah, it definitely was a more expensive. Yeah. Too, which, you know, that's fine. I, I love and appreciate you. you. Yeah. I love you. I guess watching it again, knowing what to expect. If Blazing Saddles is to Mad Magazine, mm-hmm. what Haunted Honeymoon would be to a New Yorker cartoon. <laughs> You yeah know, yeah it's gonna be a, a different kind of comedy yes i think i think you hit the nail on the head there and again i could be speaking just from like i love it because of the nostalgia i feel for it i want to say that gilda radner wears a black and white dress that has like a big white <laughs> yeah, and black polka dotted ruffle um around the neckline and i would stuff scarves into my clothes so that it looked like I had a big ruffle like that. It almost looked like something Moira would wear on Schitt's Creek. It does. It does. But I loved that dress, even though it makes no sense. And then also, there's a scene in a hallway where all the windows are open and it has, like, these gauzy curtains and they're all, like, blowing. And Gilda Radner's, like, running down, you know, trying to find Larry. And that 
scene with her and her wedding dress made me want to run through a mansion in a gown. It's so funny because that scene reminded me of the first Resident Evil video game. Oh, no. When they're going down the hall, I'm like, something's going to come through the window. (laughs) It was fun. There was definitely... There wasn't anything I disliked about it, mm-hmm. and there was a lot I did like about it. I, I mean, what a great cast. Yes. A great cast of people I largely did not know, with the exception of Jonathan Price, Gene Wilder, and Gilda Radner. Mm-hmm. Like, people that, looking them up, I'm like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah, they were in all this other yeah. stuff. and I'm, I'm definitely glad that you shared it with me. It I'm means a lot to me. Good. Because I know how much the movie means to you. Yeah. Because we had a haunted honeymoon we because did. of your love of this movie. Correct. Yeah, I wanted to go somewhere spooky for our honeymoon. So we went to New Orleans. Um, we got married three days before Halloween, October 27th. We spent Halloween in New Orleans running through a haunted funeral home. <laughs> It was so scary. It had two basements. Yeah. Oh, Oh, the second basement. I was like, just keep going. Just keep going. It was so scary. We spent a lot of time in cemeteries. We did. Well, there's a lot of them. I'm glad that you were okay with it. Maybe a a second watch, you'll you'll like it some more. Absolutely. Um, And if not, it's okay. I can love it. (laughs) I can love it for both of us. Okay. With everyone laughing and hugging at the end, it's one of those things where that's kind of how I like to remember these two actors that I loved growing up, Gilda Radner and Gene Wilder. I loved, I don't know, I just I just thought they were the most perfect couple in the world um, outside of like Disney princesses and their princes. Well, so I, I like remembering. It's debatable how perfect a Disney princess is relationship with a Disney princess. Oh, no, they're all very problematic. I'm just saying, yep. like, little me thought they were perfect. Yes. The two of them sitting in a car, singing together, driving off to go get married just makes me very happy. And um, this movie makes me really happy. Therefore, I am very happy. Okay, good. And I hope that you are happy for listening to this episode. Yeah. If you have a movie that was particularly special to you as a child, let us know. Multiple ways to reach out to us. You can either do it via comment in a review, joining our Facebook group, finding either of us on social media. Yeah, we're there. Or, um, I mean, I'm not there, but... I am. Like, he has profiles, but he's taking a social media break right now. So you can find him, but... Um, he probably won't interact with you for a while. Don't take it personal. Yeah, He's just not on there. Or you can text me. My phone number is 248. No. <laughs> Jesus, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen. That was funny. <laughs> your, I mean, your phone goes off a lot more than mine does. Okay, then text Alice and her no, phone No, please do not. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Between you... And your mom's phone going off. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love you. I love you, too. Until next week, where we will have what I think is going to be a good companion piece movie to this. Yeah. Uh, We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.